Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome everyone aboard this podcast. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 35,000 feet and airspeed of 450 miles per hour. Weather is clear and sunny with a high of 75 degrees. The cabin crew will be coming around in about 20 minutes to offer you a light snack and beverage. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome aboard Pilot Error. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. You may know me from such podcasts as The Deep Dive Podcast, The Deep Dive Microcast, and Mysteries of the Deep. Not to be confused with Deep Dive Dry Cleaners or Deep Dive 30-Minute Auto Lube. This is Pilot Error, where we look at TV shows that never made it past their first episode, usually with good reason. Today we look at a very unusual game show. A game show that was so bad, so confusing, and so incomprehensible that the host made a public on-air apology to the American people. The show was called You're in the Picture, and it has become notorious for being one of the worst flops in television history. The year was 1961. The date, January 20th, the same day as the inauguration of President John F. Kennedy. That evening, viewers of the CBS television network saw a very familiar face appear on their TV screens. Entertainer Jackie Gleason. A little over 10 years earlier, Gleason was 34 years old and performing a regular stage routine at a Los Angeles nightclub called Slapsy Maxies. His act blended his own gregarious personality with stand-up comedy and music. He was also a big man with even larger appetites. He loved his vices, booze, food, women, and spending every dime he made. But audiences loved his larger-than-life persona, and Hollywood took notice. He was hired as temporary host of a variety show called Cavalcade of Stars on the ill-fated Dumont television network. The show, and especially Gleason himself, was such a hit that the temporary job lasted two years. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again. I'm very happy that you allow me into your living rooms once more. You know, uh, television is pretty tough work. It's really hard on the actor, and in order for me to do it, in order for me to manage, I must conserve every bit of strength that I can. In other words, I have to make notes on my activities, you know, so that I don't have any waste motion. 
Now, I'd like to read you a few notes that I made during the day of last week's television show. I have them right here. It says, at 10 o'clock, ate breakfast. 10.15, woke up. <laughs> made note to stop eating in my sleep. 10.30, got dressed. 10.45, got out of bed. 11.20, started reading fan mail. 11.21, finished reading fan mail. 12 o'clock, walked to rehearsal downtown. 12.02, past beautiful girl who was walking uptown. 5.30, walking back downtown. 7.05, read opening jokes to producer. 7.15, woke up producer. 9 o'clock, started television show. 9.01, told first joke. 9.59, got first laugh. 10 o'clock, got first aid. So you see what kind of a business this is. In 1952, CBS made Gleason an offer he couldn't refuse. His own show on the most prestigious TV network at the time, The Jackie Gleason Show. The show allowed Gleason to create a multitude of recurring characters. Many were based on people he grew up knowing in his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. There was the chummy Joe the Bartender, pompous millionaire Reginald Van Gleason III, Silent Sad Sack, The Poor Soul, and the one that would immortalize Gleason in the annals of television history. Jackie Gleason, The Honeymooners, with the stars Art Carney, Audrey Meadows, and Joyce Randolph. Yes, the misadventures of a working class bus driver, Ralph Cramden, who lived in relative squalor at a tiny Brooklyn apartment with his unbelievably tolerant wife, Alice. The Honeymooners remains Gleason's most memorable and influential creation. How influential? Well, comedies from King of Queens to Roseanne to Everybody Loves Raymond have taken inspiration from the antics of the Cramdens. But there was one show that uh, perhaps copied the Honeymooners a little too closely. With the exception of being set in the Stone Age, the Flintstones was nearly a carbon copy of the Honeymooners. The similarities were striking. From the relationship between Fred and Wilma, their neighbors Barney and Betty, and of course the fact that both shows featured dinosaur-powered household conveniences. Okay, not that last part, but you get the idea. In fact, Jackie Gleason apparently considered suing Hanna-Barbera 
the studio behind the Flintstones. He was talked out of it after someone asked Gleason, do you want to be known as the guy who killed Fred Flintstone? Gleason reconsidered, probably because at the time his career was somewhat floundering. His variety show ended in 1957 and several attempts to return to television had failed. Then came You're in the Picture. So why would Jackie Gleason choose a game show as his next project? During the early days of television, it was uncommon for a big-name celebrity to host a game show. It was considered pretty low-hanging fruit at the time. Sure, there were exceptions like Steve Allen and Groucho Marx, but it was still an unusual choice. Now, after all this, you may be asking yourself, what was the game show about? Well, one of the reasons it bombed so badly is that the game is kind of hard to explain. So I'll let Mr. Gleason do it for me. You're in the picture with Jackie's guests, Jan Sterling, Arthur Treacher, Patricia Carroll, and Pat Harrington Jr. And now, here's the head of our gallery, our catalyst, Jackie Gleason. Oh, you're a good group. <laughs> I want to thank you very much. As you noticed, Mr. Olson introduced me as a catalyst. For all of you people who don't know what a catalyst is, as soon as I look it up, I'll tell you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're ready for our game. It's a very simple game, and as soon as I explain it to you, I know you'll catch on immediately. We roll out some pictures. The panelists put their heads into holes that have been cut into the pictures. Now, they can't see what the picture is because we have a little collar under their chin. They try to guess what the content of the picture is or what they portray in the picture. Now, if they should guess a picture, we send 100 care packages in their name. If they should miss a picture, we send 100 care packages in my name. <laughs> So just a celebrity panel sticking their heads through cutouts and trying to guess what's painted on the cutout while Jackie Gleason gives them clues? Mm, yeah. The first picture, by the way, is somewhat problematic as it depicted a caricature of Pilgrim John Smith about to be beheaded while Pocahontas intervenes. With no contestants and, by design, no winners, there wasn't really anyone for the audience to root for. No real skills involved, just Gleason making quips and a very bored celebrity panel looking like they wish they were on What's My Line instead. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank the panel, Ms. Pat Carroll, Mr. Arthur Preacher, Ms. Jan Sterling, Mr. Pat Harrington. I would also like to say, ladies and gentlemen, that you've been a very fine audience. You have braved a blizzard, and you were just great. Thank you. Good night. See you next week. And that was that. Mm, sort of. 
The show was, rightly so, panned by critics and would have ultimately been barely remembered as another one-and-done show in television history. But it wasn't done quite yet. And neither was Jackie Gleason. You're in the Picture wasn't canceled by CBS, despite the poor reaction. There was a contract, and Gleason was obligated to keep going. But instead of another 30 minutes of awful television, the following week, Jackie Gleason did something that had never been done on television before. He walked onto an empty stage, smoking a cigarette, sat down in a chair, and apologized to the audience. In what will probably prove to be a very unusual program. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jackie Gleason. That's good coffee. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I uh, think you'll notice that there is no panel tonight. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there's nothing here except the orchestra and myself. I'd like to modify that. There is one other thing. We have a creed tonight. And the creed is honesty is the best policy. Now, this program could be the most fascinating you'll ever watch. I know this, that it's the first of its kind. <laughs> and could very easily be the last. <laughs> that we didn't have a panel or anything like that. We do have a premise. And the premise is this. Last week, we did a show called You're in the Picture that laid, <laughs> without a doubt, the biggest bomb. <laughs> I'm telling you, friends, that I've seen bombs in my day. <laughs> this would make the H-bomb look like a two-inch salute. <laughs> While sipping from a coffee cup that most certainly contained something stronger than coffee, Gleason went on to explain to the studio audience exactly what had happened. Back to the subject. <laughs> you know, a lot of people might ask, how is it possible for a group of trained people in show business, if this happened in a hospital, <laughs> you know, if some doctors botched up a thing like this, this is the end, they carry them out, that's all, Charlie. <laughs> well, here we are, all trained people in show business. And the best that you can get. This is, this, no kidding. These are the finest people. And uh, 
I imagine that in the group we had, there were about a group of 20, uh, they had combined experience of about 300 years. Imagine this. And they put this show on, you're in the picture. Well, now, I've got to tell you why a thing like that happened. Whoa, that's good coffee. I mean, that's... <laughs> now, for instance, when they came to me with this idea, you're in the picture, I got to take the blame for this, because a guy walked in and he demonstrated. I was sitting with my agent, you know, and a couple of the people that belong to the agency that I'm uh, employed by or uh, guided by. <laughs> Those dirty run. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, if I, I don't mean it. They're all in it. Take my word for it. They didn't. <laughs> and uh, anyway, this guy came in and he demonstrated this game. And I want to tell you, we fell down. You know, it was a, a board, as you saw last week, and everybody stuck their head in and they had to guess what the thing was. Well, we were hilarious. And it got contagious. We were calling in stenographers and secretaries. Hey, look at this. What we... <laughs> People were walking down the corridor with packages. We were pulling them in. Look at this thing that we got here. Now, you can't imagine how this built up, in our opinion, as a great show. This goes on for the entire half hour. Gleason tells story about the aftermath of the show, about other flops he's endured during his career, and other amusing anecdotes. Needless to say, it was infinitely more entertaining than the previous week's debacle. Jackie Gleason ended the program in typical Gleason style. Loud, larger than life, and laughing. Well, let me tell you something. This isn't uh, a requiem for a heavyweight. <laughs> I'm coming back next week. I don't know what we're going to do. But take my word for it. Tune in on the next chapter, because this might be the greatest soapless opera you've ever seen. <laughs> I would like to close, I'd like to close with this little poem. If I am in an easy chair with not a problem, not a care, should some dear faithful friend appear and tell me of a great idea, a TV show that seems a beaut, <laughs> I'll smack him right in the snoot. <laughs> and what did Jackie Gleason do the following week? Well, he invited friends and celebrities on to talk one-on-one. -on -one. Here in the picture was cleverly renamed The Jackie Gleason Show. The talk show format only lasted eight episodes. Now, before you feel too poorly for old Jackie, later in 1961, he co-starred in the classic movie The Hustler, playing legendary billiards champion Minnesota Fats opposite Paul Newman. Gleason was nominated for both an Academy Award and a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Jackie Gleason made numerous appearances on television and in movies during the 1970s and 80s, most notably as the foul-mouthed Sheriff Buford T. Justice in the Smokey and the Bandit movies and as Tom Hanks' estranged father in the 1986 film Nothing in Common, his last role before dying from complications of colon cancer. He was 71. 
While Jackie Gleason will be remembered as a tremendous comedic talent with huge appetites, he was also, at least for one half hour, a man who wasn't afraid to admit that he had made a mistake in front of millions of people. podcast has just been cleared to land. As we start our descent, please make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position. Make sure your seat belt is securely fastened and all carry-on luggage is stowed underneath the seat in front of you or in the overhead bins. We hope you had a safe and enjoyable listening experience. If you have any comments, go to the deep dive podcast at gmail.com and drop us a line. Any clips used in the podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on any existing copyrights. And thanks for flying an Automaton Studios production.